How's it, internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. Welcome. I miss you, man. <laughs> yes, for a change, we're recording on two different sides. Um, yeah, and hence the four par. <laughs> the faux par in the, the timing. <laughs> yes, hence talking over each other. Like, we'll have to practice both quite a lot, I think. Yeah. Now, well, when you hear, it works out perfectly. It does. So, uh, this week's guest. Yes, who do we have lined up for the listeners this week? Well, it's the first Tuesday of every month. Oh, of course. The same guy. Yes. So, we have the resident, our resident insider, not the resident insider. He's ours. He doesn't belong to anyone else. The resident insider with the industry insider news. The one, the only, the real Francois Pinard. Welcome, Francois. And once again, uh, we've got our, our industry insider. Is, is the there real nice music playing in the background at the moment? No, there's. <laughs> I've always <laughs> wanted to have nice music when I do podcasts. Okay, we'll we'll get we'll get the modeling to to add that to your repertoire. Please, um, please. You know, when I listen to like some of the other guys, they've always got a good catchy tune. We've got a good catchy tune if you've actually listened to any of these. Yeah, I, but I, I want you get like people a, to listen to. Yes, I have people that that yeah. moderate. So we've got a cool tune that starts, and right at the end, we have a blooper reel. Because okay. we open and close with the tune. And at the end, whatever Rod deems blooperish, yes. you'll edit out oh. and you'll add it to the end. So obviously in mind, we have minimal edits. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going we'll well. Have to, <laughs> we'll have to check. So, so for the <laughs> listeners out there, before we actually get into it, and Rod, do not edit this part out. Leave it right in. Um, Correct. We have, on the first Tuesday of every month, we've got our, our industry insider, the real Francois Pinard. He'll be on to uh, discuss and dispute things about what's happening in the industry. And uh, he is the gospel truth. Warren Marks, the heckler, is going to dispute what uh, Francois says. And that's pretty much the story. And one day in the foreseeable future, probably next year, we'll have <laughs> Francois and Warren in the same room at the same time. That, that could be dangerous. That's going to be good. So, it's going to so be very good. Banter's banter. Yes. Anyhow, um, Welcome once again. Cool, man. We, we've got great reviews on the last time you did were on. We? we did. Did we? Fantastic. We did. I like it's it. always good to have your followers listening to our podcast. Yeah, look, I do send them the links and then, you know, we, we hope, yeah. hope for the best, you know what I mean? All right. So, nuts and bolts. What's happening in your world? It's been a while since we've spoken. Yeah, I think Ignite happened. Since were we you spoke. there? No, I was not there. Oh. Unfortunately not. So, oh, uh, you were at WPC? I was at WPC. Yes, we spoke yeah. about that. Yeah, that was fabulous. That was fabulous. Ignite happened, so loads of announcements out of there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very, very interested to see kind of where, where things continue to go. Microsoft have continued to release about 4,000 features <laughs> and apps. <laughs> so, I'd love to say that I'm up to date, but I'm not. No, I, 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 need to f- I want to know how many hamsters they have with those hamster wheels just churning yeah, things out. It's, it's, it's really amazing at the moment. I think they've probably got them queued up. I actually... Um, in preparation for this podcast, I actually had a quick look at the pod at the roadmap okay. just to make sure that I'm kind of just in line with what's going on. And as I open it, I'm like, wow, I yeah. just you can't keep up with all the features that are coming. Well, they're, they're redoing the roadmap.office.com yes. um, component to yeah. make it more legible. Well, they've got kind of what's been developed, what's been done, what's been what's coming, and what's rolled out. It's a, that's a fast track one. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same one, though. Yeah. Did you see the why work, why we work thing? The collaboration, that was something that I picked up this morning. No, no, no. Yeah. I actually had a real job to do today. Oh. Um, so I didn't oh. Uh, sit on the Twitterati's. <laughs> but I'm, I'm always, in, I'm always in, in the Twitterati's. That's no, my I'm, thing. I'm not in As sales. a sales guy. Yeah. You know? I think I might need to change my um, <laughs> my role <laughs> so that I can spend more time on, no the, doubt. on the medias. No doubt. No doubt. No, today was good. You know, a little bit of sales, little little bit of sales banter here yeah. and there. And it's good to see you, Alman. You're looking good, brother. I'm tr- I put on weight, mate. I need to okay. get back on the bike. You've uh, you've actually been traveling a bit. You did a bit of an MVP summit of, of late. Yes, the usual uh, mm. trip for the pilgrimage to the mothership. Yes. Yeah. And, and how was that? <laughs> the summit not, not that I'm interviewing you or anything yes, I'm just yeah. finding well, out well we, we've picked up there's a trend in this conversation because <laughs> it happened the last time summit was good um, look there's a couple of reasons you go to the yeah. summit one yeah. it's to go to the yes. campus yes okay it's, that's just the holy grail I haven't been there yet I'd like to go um, you should I man. should, I should yeah. look so the campus is made up of I think just under 190 odd buildings just wow. Redmond campus. Wow. So you've got north, south, east, and west, mm. and uh, they have shuttles running. So yeah. Like probably about 50, 60 shuttles. Oh, wow. You call a shuttle, they take you from one building to the other one. Mm. Uh, they've got, we actually went for a tour of 
the archives. So nice. We we are allowed to take. We were allowed to take pictures. We were not allowed to put it on. I can oh, show you the pictures. Yeah, but I can't publicize it. Oh wow! It's insane. and what are the kind of things you saw? Like the stiffy discs that '95 came on, and that that it's kind of that wow. they collect everything. Rad. Everything. They've got a, a bust of, of Bill Gates that someone made. They've got an old EMAC. They've got an old uh, Atari. They've got some Sinclair kit in there. They've got a, they've got some HP kit that ran. Oh, when Steve Barmer did the first uh, Windows running, I think it was Windows 84, yeah. um, running on, on, an, on a water-cooled thing, on a, this big chassis. Uh, they've got that there. They said it was more expensive to ship it there. Um, <laughs> then to run all the then then to then because the HP was giving it away, wow. it cost them money to get it there, um, to assemble it in the the archives. Man. It's it's crazy. They've Man. got ev- they've literally got everything. It's it's insane, and uh, you actually have to book a tour, and you need one of the Microsoft employees to take you on the tour. And luckily enough, okay. we had uh, one of the he's an ALM uh, MVP. Mm. Uh, he works for Derivco, not Taylor uh, Taylor's mate Gordon, and he knows the guy. And he's been on three tours. And critical. he's been it's on three to tours. And it's a sapphire from Canada, a Microsoft employee <laughs> that organized it. But proper. And I come from an archiving records management background. So, so she was, was a nice. librarian. She understood what um, uh, Dublin Core was and all okay. of those things. So it was okay. gr- it's showing just your age a little bit. Mind blank. It's okay. 40s I was actually talking for the about listeners that also for the record like to say that Alistair does have a moustache today. Uh, I got a stash. It's very sexy. So I tried to grow a beard, but my well, I can't it lasted it. about two days, didn't it? Not the beard. No, yeah, I started growing it at on Saturday, the one that you missed because you had to get on oh. a bicycle. <laughs> so uh, I tried to, but I grow tumbleweed. My, oh, okay. my, my follicle density doesn't is, quite. Is, is not dense enough. Correct. It's sparse. Yes. So I grow tumbleweed, and I shaved. And I realized it's Movember, so I had to keep the stash. It's tummy uh, going up. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's sort of a... Well, it's looking decent, brother. I would, especially with the blue the, shirt today, I would think... I need to change my, my name very to good. Stefan or something. Yeah, Marius, the <laughs> colonel out of uh, Boxburg Saps, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, so. you've got decent cufflinks yeah. on today. Like that. Exactly. Uh, it actually was a, it was a gift from the wifey. Yeah, so is that it's, triple cotton, though? I don't know. It's, 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 it's a serious shirt. Yeah. No, it's, it's proper. A, it's quite proper. A, quite a good shirt. Yeah. So I mean, look, I, I dress up when Alistair comes to the it's, office. It's a winter we... shirt, though, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's overcast today, so yes, you know, I think yeah, that works It doesn't out. work with the chinos you have on today, though. No, Anyhow. but the socks are good. Socks are good, Socks doing are well, good. doing well. Yeah. Um, Shoes are not I'll the greatest. I'll give you a top tip right at the end of the show. Listen, so back yes. to you. Yes. So teams. I mean, surely that's got to be the topic of the conversation today. It's one of the biggest things yeah. that came up. Yeah. Um, we've spoken about teams. If you actually find episode nine was about oh, teams. Oh, damn it. Yes, so if you actually checked what we've spoken I, I do about, apologize it's a bit for that, better. Sure. But that's okay. Teams, <laughs> teams is a good thing. How are you finding teams, though? I mean, teams are like, boom. Slack goes, what are we going to do? And now you can IRC. Yeah, so I think, I mean, so we've, we've been playing with it a bit internally. Um, you know, the usual little, you know, it's new and not, you know, they, they can't integrate everything straight up. So, for example, people that have got existing OneNote books can't kind of create a team and then integrate it. It's all brand new. So that was, you know, we've, we've had quite a big push around seeing people using groups and people actually using Slack as well. So what, yeah. what we did is I thought that was quite a good test case to give the guys that are using Slack, give them teams. It was easy, easy enough to set up and configure and play with. And what they did say was that the Skype integration was kind of the game changer for them. So the fact that they right. could um, quite easily just pop up a quick video and chat, that for them was quite nice. But other than that, a lot of it is, is similar. You know what I mean? I don't think necessarily Microsoft are... I think I, I, I tweeted about this a while back. You would know this if you follow me on Twitter, Alistair. Um, is... I don't think they're necessarily trying to do everything, be unique on everything. But if they put more and more and more in the box, it, it people go, well, why do we have to have five different apps yeah. if it's kind of all there already? So you know what I mean? I've been saying probably for the better part of a decade now that Microsoft is the Jacques Callis of IT. <laughs> Jacques Callis. Okay, you're going to have to explain that. So he's me. the world's best all-rounder. Okay. Yeah, but he became the best batsman eventually. No, but he's... He was he was never the best best batsman. He wasn't no, for a pe- period. It was at one stage when he was yeah. slogging. I mean, he yeah. probably I uh, spent two weeks with Lance Klusner and then learned how to hold the bat properly. <laughs> but he's regarded yeah. as the world's best all rounder. Sure. So bowler, batter, mm. fielder. 
But isn't that kind of, if you look at SharePoint, that's kind of always been the conversation. And part of the criticism was it does a lot of things really, really well, but it's not exceptional in one particular area. You know what I mean? Yes and no. So let me just click here. So the problem with SharePoint is that... Alistair was just pulling up his crib notes. Didn't know what to talk about anymore. (laughs) The problem with SharePoint was, and still is, that you put three architects in a room and you give them the same spec and they'll build it <laughs> completely differently because there's 55 yeah. ways to build something in SharePoint. Yeah. Whereas any other Microsoft, well, outside of, well, the same could be said for SQL. Although there's only one way, there's, there's CRUD, that's it. That's the, well, can't you say that the same for all apps? I mean, no. if you really want to get specific and go, cool, I've got, you know, this, uh, I'm, I'm following this methodology or that, then you can say, okay, all apps are going to be built the same. Well, but no. Not in SharePoint. Um, it's, it's, it's down to an interpretation, which yeah. is the biggest problem with SharePoint. Mm. But Microsoft has done really well in providing the glue. And yes. they're getting much better at now. And there's a specific term, and I cannot remember it. But if you look at the Power Apps model, or mm-hmm. Power, Apps, Power BI model, yes, they've taken that, it worked well, and then all of a sudden there was 40 other products that were based <laughs> on the same principles yeah sits outside of the technology mm, and they're read, doing it now with it. so sql v next reporting yeah. services no longer integrates into share Great. it's gone okay it's gone there's no okay, integrated great. mode for v next sql which is but i mean was right it, i mean integrated mode was it really such a thing i always just thought it, that it created more hassles than good because okay cool so you could edit an rdl in a document library but other than that what was the benefit uh, the iframing was better okay and you didn't have to go and spin up a separate rs web server Okay. Yeah. Yay. Look, look, it's exactly the same shit. Yeah, it was complicated. But it's exactly with CRM. I mean, they, mm. at one stage, CRM was, well, you need SharePoint, and then you don't, I don't need SharePoint, then you can mm. have SharePoint, then deploy. Well, now uh, you can integrate freaking anything into it. It's uh, pretty cool. The old, uh, Adapters and connectors and all that stuff. But that's the route that they go. So mm. if you look at PowerApps Flow, first stack, and, yeah. let's, and it's the decoupling of the technology, which is great. Mm. So... They started that with Power BI. Power BI sat outside of SQL. It wasn't deployed as part of SQL. Yeah. And then they worked on OAuth and the connector ecosystem. And if you look at IFTTT with 10,000 recipes, um, Flow launched and there was 300 recipes. Yeah. Immediately. I'm interested to see where Flow goes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see if it's not going to be a sway that's kind of cool, but... Not I think really it's more adapted. mainstream than Sway. Sway was yeah, was but we've we've now so what we've done is so we've we've had a few requests on specific workflows, and then clients don't necessarily have the funds to invest in a Nintex or K two yeah. or something like that. So we've we've kind of investigated flow in that regard, and then we still find that it comes short here and there. So it's quite nice to what is good about it is that it can like you know listen to other platforms and then yeah. interact based on a tweet or a whatever whatever. That's quite nice. Or a create a wonderless item, or so so really part of the ecosystem. But if you really want to go BPM, you know, then you can't. Well, you know, for starters, uh, there's no impersonated user. Okay. okay. With Flow, yeah. So you couldn't use a, a yeah state machine doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So you the, can't the, do something as someone else kind of thing. Yeah. So if you want to kick off a workflow based on a workflow, if that yeah. user leaves, you're stuffed. Yeah. And it's user based workflows. It's not machine based yeah. workflows. Uh, it's not enterprise ready yet. It's coming. Yeah. Um, we've we've seen a bit of it. Uh, I can't talk too much about it. NDA stuff, but yo yo yo. Alistair <laughs> <laughs> was just flexing his MVP muscles there for a while. You know what I mean? Uh, because he is kind of big in Japan. <laughs> so is David Hasselhoff. Right? <laughs> Happy to take this and the Netherlands. No doubt. But, uh, why so don't my, you? Why don't you like my chinos? I think they. It just kind of makes it more chilled. I didn't want to go suit today. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be. Neat, but yet so, chilled. So there's a, do yourself a favor. There's a Dulux, uh, I think it's a Dulux or Plascon uh, palette app. <laughs> yes. So when you're painting, because you're renovating, I see you redid some stuff at I your did, house. I did, indeed, yes. Uh, when you go out and you start mixing and matching colors. Yes. Uh, same thing with user experience design. All right. So you'd literally be able to pick up, take the picture, uh-huh. use Dulux of yeah. the color of your, your chinos. Yes. Okay. Then ask them to give you two other but non-dominant it, it, it colors. It used to be blue. 
Yeah, but you've got three different colors in your shirt, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got a fourth color in your pants. <laughs> and I've got another seven colors in my socks. But, but socks, but socks are, cool. are different. Socks, socks are, cool, are a different yeah. thing. Um, so uh, I love the shirt, by the way. I think the shirt is so tit. Thank you. Uh, Thank you need you. to work on, on, on the cufflinks because they, they what, don't. What, what, what's wrong with the cufflinks now? The cufflinks are great, but marrying up the shirt with the cufflinks. Okay. All right. I think it's a bit much. So no, I've, got, I've, got an, I've got another pair that's actually very good, but it's just a plain so silver. That yes. Maybe works, so yeah. less dominant because the shirt's yes. the most dominant Correct. feature outside of the socks. Correct, yeah. So you need to and, and, and that is today's uh, segment on how to dress in the corporate world. The same can be applied when you start looking at teams versus groups versus Yammer. Yes, Segway, bang. <laughs> got to bring it back for the <laughs> you listeners. Gotta, you got to bring it back for the <laughs> listeners, yeah. So the biggest question around teams, because that's where you started your conversation, I was… Did. I did, I did. How do you segment the product? Because they're just throwing you with product. No, There's so, more product. Shut up, take more product. So the word segment is not a word that we currently allow to use when discussing Office 365. Compartmentalize? I wouldn't go down that route either because there's just more and more overlap. So I did a, I did a little video a while back where I said that the, the job of the IT administrator is becoming harder and harder because there are so many options. So if you want to do group chat back, that was probably about three months ago. Well, not group chat, but if you want to do messaging, we had office groups, Yammer, yeah. you've got the SharePoint newsfeed, oh. et cetera, et cetera. You've got Skype. Um, and now that's just expanding. So now you've got Teams and you've got other things. So I, I think it was, so what, what I'm thinking is that Microsoft is currently kind of looking at the competitive landscape and going, what are the tools, right, that are cannibalizing even just a little bit of our market share? And then what they're doing is they're just releasing something to kill that. Okay, well, it hasn't been successful with Internet Explorer though. Even though they changed the name, it's still shite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as long as they don't follow Listen, that one, yeah. Look, I don't know what the vibe is with Internet Explorer. How do they just not get it well, right? It's, it's, I don't, Internet I don't understand. Explorer doesn't exist anymore. It's Edge. Okay, but how can they just not get Edge right? They've gotten so many other things right. I think it's 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 been it's the same. And by the way, you know, everyone says that. Uh, Bill Gates came up with the term for the 640k memory limit. It was not Bill Gates. What memory limit? 640k. Yeah, but why is there a limit? There was always, oh, jeez. We need to get Lawrence. Um, we actually need to call a friend, <laughs> phone a friend, <laughs> and Lawrence, please, can you explain to Francois? No, but there was no the limit. When Lawrence and I developed mega systems back in the day, look, we were mostly playing Quake, but then we also developed. I, we never had any limits. DOS for GW with Quake 1. Did you not? No, I didn't you? do Quake 1. No. Uh, okay, know, I, right. I came in at late Quake 2, yeah, so you never, mainly you dominated never, Quake 3 you never hard. Did. And just for the record, <laughs> if you look at the win-loss ratio between myself and Lawrence, I am the best. And I just want to put that out there for the record. Um, and the, and this, the quite radical thing is that there's actually still a clan blog up for the clan that we had was clanrollup.blogspot.com. Go okay. and go and have a look. We actually created a website that was kind of quite a bit ahead of its time. Yeah. So what we did there is we created this website that polled all the psych servers and told you who was playing and who wasn't, and you can oh, kind of nice. join and whatever. Yeah, it was quite rad. Never went what, much further like, after that. Like, did you use SERP to do that or what was there? So Lawrence did all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence did everything basically. Lawrence is an old RC boy. So yeah. we get along. No, I did RC, oh. mostly to chat up chicks. But I mean, I did uh, RC as well back in the day. Um, no, look, I mean, I think. DC he, chat. Yes. No, he, he, found, he found that. What we did is we, we found some API call into the, the Sykes. Okay. Yeah. And then we just, from there, we just went mad and we did some logos. So back to teams. Back uh, to teams. Compartmentalizing. We asked the question around teams and. Different strokes for different folks. Why you'd use Yammer? Why you'd use groups? Yeah, so I think teams. I think it's I think it's it's more confusing now than ever. I think that the Teams is exciting because of the fact that you've got Slack being introduced in the organization for very quick. Yeah. If you think about WhatsApp, so WhatsApp is is quite. Uh, it's proliferated around the many many um, organizations. Shadow IT. Shadow IT. It's okay. Shadow IT. Shadow IT. So you would find that a lot of people create WhatsApp groups to communicate very fast. And I think that Teams is potentially a way that you can get closer to that. I mean, the joke of the matter is that a Yammer app, it's quite quick to send someone a message, but WhatsApp is still faster, you know what I mean? And that's why people use it. Yeah. So I think that Teams is kind of sits in between WhatsApp and Yammer. Well, Microsoft's and 
We spoke to the product group and they, they were giving us an example yes. of why teams exist. And teams is for, it's exactly what it is. It's teams. So you sit in mm. your department and you've got a team that you've created. So think yeah. about, uh, you guys do a lot of custom mm. dev. So you've got a team lead and you have a team that gets created to work on a project. Yes. So that collaboration within the team. Yeah. You'd use something like groups a little bit differently to yes. like Yammer. Yammer's company-wide yeah. broadcasting. Announcement, broadcasting. Yeah. Get the information out company-wide. You'd use groups to interact between marketing and communications, if, if you see what I'm saying. So and, and groups are still driven from email. So yeah. From. So so that so the very good thing about groups is the fact that you don't have to leave your Outlook yeah. safe place, which is ninety nine percent of where people work. That's exciting. The um, I see my, my my next meeting is, and I know we might have to see where we go with that. Um, right. We're yeah. doing well with time. So. Are we doing well yeah. with time? Okay, fantastic. Um, so I think where sorry. So what I was saying is where where, where groups does well is they stay within Outlook. Okay, yes. so in other words, the, the communication and that kind of thing. So so people are very used to broadcasting on a DL, and you can yeah. do that in a, in a similar fashion. Okay, um, Where I think groups can be more integrated is the fact if you look at Planner, so yeah. if you create a, a board and it's the same name as a group name, then those two are integrated. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a team. But yeah. where, where, it gets it, confusing. Where does it the does. group thing? So, so it's almost like if I look at the architecture, I almost it would be really, really cool if a group was like your starting point. So you create a group, yeah. and then from there you can activate services. Like, cool. Now you can have a planner board. You yeah. can have a Teams thing. You get what I'm saying. And then I think it's going to morph. It will morph. It will morph. So yeah. which one's got mo- the most votes? And then we'll just remove that feature because that's what Microsoft. True. Has got. Well, they can God do it now because it's all online and they yeah. can deprecate things up, and they it's can. It's entirely up to them. We don't yeah. have any control of. Oh, you can't do yeah. that. Remember, so so just back to the industry thing. I think what what we are seeing in terms of 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 what clients want is that they're not quite there. So so Teams is it's all cool, funky. I think a lot of people are enabling it internally, yeah. but we we for certain haven't necessarily come across customers that are there just yet. So it's we, not like someone's going to ask specifically, can you come and enable and come deploy some Teams? No, I think where we use it is if someone wants to purchase Office 365, you will sell them on the entire mm-hmm. package and the journey of these are all the things you can do. But when you're talking to someone that is not there yet, it's just a lot. Yeah. I mean, to to try and it's too much. It, it's it's quite a lot. You know what I mean. So we we see it as really really cool, and I think it can enable and and make development teams and partners a lot more efficient quite quickly because we obviously all of us adopt stuff very very fast. But in terms of out there, it'll take a while before it's before it's adopted. Yeah, it's a mainstreamer, but then there's a lot of things that are not. So mm. that GA or Pi apps flows go on GA, so it's no longer preview or beta. Yes. Um, do you like his acronyms as well? Jesus, who is it in the GA, General Availability? Because that's what he does because he's an MVP. <laughs> Last question. I know we're running out okay. of time. And you're, and sure, you're, sure, sure. I'm going to say the term and then I need to understand what your take is on because the world's gone crazy. Please don't make it difficult. Digital transformation. Woo! This is big. This is very big. So, not new. No, it's not. Not new. It's like it's like exactly what they did with the SharePoint framework. So, yes. oh no, um, let's take. Uh, no, but that SDK was that was kind of new. That was, and, that was kind of new. And the app model, and we give it a different name. It still <laughs> no man, no man, it was different. That's a that, little bit that different. Is different yeah. Yeah, it is. No, but that, I mean, I'll have that, an episode on that for you because that is quite different. Okay. Yes. Not no, that, is, not that not. I'll be able to talk to you about coding because it's you're, fabric quite, a, UI and it's you're quite a ninja there. Yeah. No, I don't code, mate. I, I bootstrap everything. Correct. I've taught myself HTML or retaught myself HTML. That was my first subject in varsity, which sent me on my IT journey. HTML4, yeah. marquee, loved it. From there, that, that took me into the web. Yeah, that, but HTML4, that, what was that, like in 2007 or something? To, no, 99, 2000. That's when I started. So you know that HTML4 was never ratified as a standard? At all. They well, skipped I, four I, and they went to 4.1 and it was still I not. I dominated HTML4. Did you own Loved that? it. Loved it. Okay. Absolutely. But where were we? Oh, digital, digital transformation. transformation. So. It's like big data. Yeah, look, I think. Same I th- buzzword. I think that I've got a slightly different take on it. So um, what I'd like to do is instead of going to a client or, or going speaking to people and say, cool, how do we transform? I would rather look at the mindset. So how do we make you um 
how do we make sure that your organization is digitally led? So in other words, all of your thinking is around, first of all, how do I make this process or how do I make it more digital, right? And then slowly but surely transform. I think the word transformation is clients get quite nervous about the fact that if I look at, I've currently got this huge paper-based pr- process or, or, you know, process that's kind of all over the show. It's not kind of cloud-ready. And to transform that whole thing takes a lot of change management and cost, etc. Whereas if we're digitally led and we do it piecemeal, then it'll it'll be more of a softer landing. So I don't know. It's a bit of a different take on it, but it's ultimately know, it's like comes down to the same thing. You polish a turd and you keep on selling it, and you just paint it every year. Well, that's part of the part of the game, you know. But it but it is absolutely a buzzword at the moment, and it is it's, the world's gone crazy about it. I mean, Deloitte. Or, I mm. did. The my keynote at the Metalogics Roadshow was exactly nice. on that around yeah. Office three six five transformation or disruption. Yes, because you you can't have both. At the I same. think I think where more the digital transformation is buzz, but I think where the other crazy thing is going from a industry perspective is how to cannibalize your own business. So in other words, how do you take your traditional work and cannibalize that and turn that into cloud first? annuity type repeatable stuff um so you got to kind of eat your own business yeah. so that you can future proof a business but are, are you looking at a per vertical or are you looking at a very sort of forty thousand foot broad based approach to what you've just mentioned not um no I'm, I'm i'm quite broad i mean we focus on specific industries but for the terms of this conversation i think i'm, I'm generalizing in the fact that i mean you've got different approaches to you know to work so the, the what i meant by cannibalizing your own business is if you look at the other partners that are out there you know i've, I've been under very strict um, rules i'm not allowed to mention any names of partners so the partners that are out there the guys that are still just doing traditional services without even thinking about productizing or without thinking of annuity or without thinking of the cloud annuity what i mean there's those guys have to cannibalize their own business yeah. and turn it's that into food. yeah and 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 cannibalize and, and change that into a cloud first annuity product type business so well, because ultimately that's that's where it goes i mean you know a lot of the business there's still a lot of services things out there because digital transformation what i'm just bringing it all the way back is digital transformation digital transformation is not just about taking a paper form and making it digital it's right. also about services companies becoming more product ready and more annuity focused Oh, we've seen yeah. that. Uh, it's just Microsoft has been pushing cloud first, mobile first, cloud first yes. for what four or five years now. Yeah, they've been very bullish, and the rest of the world's finally caught up yes. and said, "Well, should we actually have to?" Mm. Um, I, I I see a big shift, specifically in South Africa, with org- companies in the ICT space uh, moving along that. Some of them are going to fall by the wayside mm, and they're mm-hmm. just going to crumble into nothingness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bit worrisome because I've, you can actually see the guys that are and the guys that aren't. Yes. And yeah. in three, four years' time, there's going to be a big paradigm shift. We've seen it coming. Uh, there's a big storm coming. Mm. Uh, it's a tsunami storm coming. And I don't think South Africa is ready or even has the capacity in the space that we play in um, for mm. what's coming. I see what you yeah. guys are doing. We still, I mean, the, the biggest conversation still is skills. Yeah. So what, what are you doing from a, um, from a creating skills perspective, academies? That's, that's the, you know, honestly, if you, if you want my opinion on what is going on out there, it's about how do we generate skills. You and I have had very animated conversations about how do we transform the IW community yes. into more of an academy type thing. And I'm still quite passionate about we that. We are doing that. And, and I'd like that to continue. That's happening. Your idea has... It's not You've planted a seed, yeah, and that seed is now that's starting to flourish. Yeah. We'll have the first buds in, in the beginning of it, and that 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 I th- I'm very excited about, and I think I think that the the community at large will benefit from that because the more skilled people we can develop, the better it will be for everybody, you yes. know. And, and I think there, what was quite interesting as well is I went to this um, awards thing this morning with IITPSA, the, okay. the International Institute for Professional IT IT Professional South Africa, yes. and you know they speak about kind of having this, uh, not in so many words, but having kind of a driver's license to be an IT consultant. Because what they say is that the medical profession and, oh. and accounting, whatever, is heavily regulated. IT is not. We, yeah, uh, you get two microphones and all of a sudden you're a podcast machine. But you we know, all yeah, but, yeah, I know we are, but I'm saying just yeah. generalizing. Yeah, so other people shouldn't, uh, just, other people uh, shouldn't uh, just try that. No, no. 
it's the fact you've got Twitter and, and, uh, and Windows Media Play to record doesn't mean you're a podcast machine. Um, but no, what I'm saying is that, you know, our, our industry is actually not really that regulated. It's not at all regulated. You know, and, and I've, 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 I've written, a, I wrote a blog ages ago about a SharePoint driver's license where if you've done certain things, then you kind of get your little card and if you're affiliated, then people can kind of look you up because as a client, I would be... Do you like cards though? I would be worried, not worried, but if, if, if I was ever a client mm. and people come on site, I would be quite interested as to their background and how they, how they came. Because I do think that the technologies are becoming easier and easier to implement to a degree. Yeah. And f- as a result of that, people come on site that are grossly un- inexperienced. For sure, you can have people in, ah, oh, I did this for four years, great. Yes. Um, we, we, you actually do see it. But what's missing, and it's we can talk about Gen mm. X, Gen Ys, millennials, as well as baby boomers, what's missing in this space is knowledge management fundamentals. True. Because you go and you go, oh, shit, yeah. man, it, it makes, Microsoft's making it easier to deploy and all of those things. Yeah. And it's great, spin up a team, oh, let's just go and create a site and groups will create sites, let's create more groups and then you're faced with this behemoth yeah. of a mushroom and it's not helping. They tried that ICDL. Yeah, ICDL, yeah. It's still around. Um, there's the European one as well. But I don't know if the jury's still out on if that can become a reality. I mean, I've got a card, but it's a different type of card. Um you're looking very serious when you say that. What kind of card is it? I'll show you. <laughs> Find my card, yeah. Oh, I'm a card carrying um, one of those guys. Oh, <laughs> you know. Throw it in your face. For the listeners, that was his MVP card, you know. He carries it with him. He's actually got it on a, on a gold chain around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Just under his uh, snorting. You know when you walk, when you walk Just to a under his snorting. you throw that around and you get access to places. That you, you, know how, you know how you know if someone's an MVP? <laughs> they tell you you're an MVP. <laughs> so <laughs> he's actually wearing an MVP shirt well, just for you, as well. Just for you. I generally don't go out in public with him. Oh, my goodness. And, but I knew I was seeing you today, so I had to um, sort Correct. of embellish a bit. Good. good but it's good, good to have a chat with you. Um, yes. Actually hit the we actually um, totally didn't stay on topic, but, I mean, that was exciting. But it's about it's, – it's really – for the listeners, it's to get a, a viewpoint of mm. where the industry is going, which you um, very eloquently uh, – Hope I did. I hope I don't get hate mail after this episode. No, well, we've asked, we've asked because we're on iTunes. Okay. Um, so we've asked for for comments, reviews. Um, Good. So I've actually got to have a quiz and see if there are any reviews on Fantastic. that. Well, Fantastic. Well, I, I definitely know Mr. Thirsty on Twitter will download this. Episode. Mr. Thirsty will be there. Yes. He will be there. Uh, and the stack, the our resident uh, craft beer maker. Yeah. And I'd like to taste that. We should get him on the show to taste the beer and then review the beer and then relate it back to SharePoint features, like yeah. the good ones, the bad ones. Yeah. Beers That's of my sh- idea. Beers right? of the SharePoint. Beers of the SharePoint. Yeah. The SharePoint beer man. Yeah. He can be the beer man. Uh, Five-minute segment. Yes. Um, on the I'll last give him more than five. I think, I think he deserves more than five. He brings his whole beer vibe. You know, he's got uh, more than five. Rent a beer. Yeah. beer. You do know he's a K2 insider. He's quite a big deal. Is it? Yeah. Apparently yeah. so. We did some good stuff together back in uh, the day. Back yeah. in the day. Pre, mm. Pre-mint. Pre-mint. Yeah, I took yeah. a break for two years uh, and then I was at I another company. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. Another one that cannot be named. Anyhow, it's great having you on. Cool, man. That was awesome. And we'll speak to you in a month's time. Fantastic. Cheers, peeps. How do people get hold of you, by the way, just if they, they oh, need your opinion? At, at FH Pinot, probably the easiest. Yeah. Yeah. The real front of Pinot. Is that That's what they it. Google? The, yeah. They can Google that, yeah. but at FH Pinot, basically. That's on the Twitter right? That's on everything. Is yeah. it? On Twitter, everything. Instagram, and all of that. Okay. Instagram, mostly bicycle pictures. Snapchat, Periscope, Carla, Brandon that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a negatory. That's a big negatory. You know Brandon is Man Crush Monday, huh? Man He's Monday. the sexiest man in Germany. I SharePoint. did dream about him. There's a <laughs> like, blog post no, about that. I, I not know. again, not again. Not again, not again. The, oh, just the, the one time. time. Just only the first and, time. And you dreamt of, of him in a different language as well because you couldn't spell his name properly. All right, okay, great. cool, man. Like awesome about chatting it. to you. Speak to you soon. Take it easy. Cheers, cheers. As always, a great segment from Francois. Thank you very much for being on. Yeah, he's, he's rather annoying at the most, at, at the best of times. And, and as we noted, uh, we're going to have to put uh, Francois and our resident uh, heckler into the same room sometime in January so that we can actually get this uh, story going. Prize fight. Yeah. Get this prize fight underway. Yeah, it's like a UFC for SharePoint. <laughs> cool stuff. So then we're on to the news. In the news. So, so Francois, um, 
has requested, as you've heard, that we play some music in the background when he starts speaking. <laughs> um, I'm sure I can find something. I think Yakety Sax is open license. Yeah, maybe even the Antwoord. <laughs> A little bit of that. Oh, we, we have to pay for the Antwoord. Okay, well, yeah, all right. Well, I'm not too fair with our royalties work and stuff like that when it comes to free podcasting. So that would be your... Um, it's your, it's in your neck of the hoods, uh, young modeling. Cool. So yes, in the news for those who run IT departments, Windows the Windows 10 anniversary update uh, is now considered current branch for business. So it's been given the stamp of approval from Microsoft, saying this is totally stable enough for you to run the majority of your machines in your business on. Uh, I, I, uh, Windows 10 is great and everything. And I suppose if you're running System Center, you can push the decent updates and all of that. Uh, it's very Windows is very commercial. I wonder how many IT houses or IT departments have actually pushed Windows 10 down like they did with Windows 7 after Windows Vista because that was just one big rush. Let's get rid of Vista and push Windows 7, obviously for stability issues. I think there are quite a lot of people running Windows 10. Um, and like you say, it is stable. No, it's it great. Is, um, it's safer and all those sorts of things. So it is definitely a thing you should be doing. And yeah, at the moment, what you should be running. And if, if you do have an EA and whatever, you get access to the current branch for business update schedule. And uh, Windows 10 anniversary is now on up on that level. So there you how go. But I wonder how many of the cool features in Windows 10 people actually use. I mean, you've got that notification tray that will pull in all your mail and you've got one central place where all your mail gets consolidated and it gives you notifications in your notification tray, which gives you a ton of other notifications that come along with that. Um, that and also Cortana is available. Um, I, don't think, I don't think a lot of businesses are making use of those features, but just the fact that it's the most up-to-date, securest operating system. Um, that's, that's theoretically where you should be aiming. So that would be the reason why people or big IT organizations would do a rollout of Windows 10. But then having said that, back in the old days when you started looking at and I think I posted a picture of it when it came to, uh, it was called MDOP, Microsoft Desktop Optimization Pack. And it was all around Hyper-V, um, AppV, MedV. And now you can synchronize apps because the biggest problem when you start looking at organizations that run Windows as their desktop application is really the third-party applications that they run, like Hyperion and all of those things, to see if that actually works, if it has a runtime that's functional on Windows 10. And it's always been the issue. So for the guys who don't know what AppV is, so AppV would sync, they call it synchronizing, uh, not synchronizing, sequencing. You can sequence different versions to run in different versions of Windows. So if Hyperion version 7 only ran on Windows 7 and you're running Windows 8, you could actually deploy that and sequence it to run in a com in compatibility mode inside of the Windows 7 runtime that was sitting on top of Windows 8 or inside Windows yeah, it was, 8. It, it's a small sort of container technology running a virtual basically a virtual environment to run the app on top of. It was very cool, but I don't think AppV really took off the way it was supposed to. <laughs> All right, I think that, that covers Windows 10, eh? Yep. Um, the next little bit I've got is Microsoft has offered concessions to the EU regulatory bodies. Um, this is all around the LinkedIn purchase by Microsoft. Oop. And the reason, the reason I'm bringing this in is it does look very much like the sale is going to go ahead the eu hates microsoft we've sort of we sort of know this um but microsoft are working with them and that that all looks positive and this is going to happen so for all the crm type interactions that microsoft does over the the little bit in the future we're probably going to see quite a lot of tie-in into linkedin and that database which is really cool uh, office graph i suppose <laughs> that's where it's going yeah and just, just in CRM, like if you're at a meeting with somebody, if CRM can go query his LinkedIn page and bring you back all the information of this is all the dude's information for you, that's really cool. Yeah, I think, and I, hey, I've, I've remembered the term used for 
uh, Power Apps and Flow and, and, and Power BI. It's a co- called a companion app. Okay. Yes. Yes. So if you look at the companion apps and the way everything uh, is loosely coupled into uh, Graph, um, it would be really cool to see exactly what you said. And you're seeing quite a big, um, I wouldn't call it a big shift from Microsoft, but Microsoft's integration layer is getting so much more tighter um, with all the apps. I mean, we spoke about it last week around Teams, Planner, Groups, and uh, Teams, and Yammer. Um, and there's more integration stuff coming. And you'll be able to sit in one app and have visibility from all the other apps that you are connected to. So if you're using, and for the most part, SharePoint will be the base, or SharePoint Online will be the base. So everything connects to SharePoint Online. So your companion app, like Teams, connects to SharePoint and so forth and so on. And then it connects to to groups and everything else and Planner and all that. So it's very, very cool where the seamlessness of Microsoft is actually coming to the fore right now. Yeah, so I, I just thought that was worth mentioning. Yes, so everyone gets some extra money then. Is that the concession? <clears throat> um, I've, I haven't read into the the whole thing. It's Obviously, it's uh, going to be a process of back and forth between them. I don't really do the legalese. Um, I'll wait till it all settles out, and then I'll see what the terms are and how they do yeah, it. Yeah, because Microsoft makes a bucket a, a, a shit ton. And I can say shit, it's not a bad word. Um, they say shit on the radio. So a shit ton of money of royalties of, of, of Android. So they need to do something with their cash flow. <laughs> yeah, tradit- like they've got a lot of money in Europe, specifically as well. That was part oh, of the true. reason they bought Nokia. They had all that liquid cash there. That's very difficult for them to take back to the States. So Okay, so so uh, they just wrote the, the mid- <laughs> they wrote it off because they couldn't bring the money back in, so <laughs> Yeah, that, that certainly was a consideration back then. At least that's uh, that makes no, sense. No, it does. So, so they didn't actually they didn't actually care about the, the losses that they made because they sold of Nokia for three hundred and fifty million dollars after buying. Well, I'm 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 sure the losses were not fun, and I'm sure they would prefer to have uh, not lost the money, avoided no. them. Yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it uh, makes sense. I don't think it had that much. Impact. All right. Okay. Moving on. Is it, is it my turn, Rod? It is your turn, Al. What do you have? So to... there's been quite a few things that have come out over the last week or two. Um, my, my personal favorite, my top five, I've actually got top five, top one, two, three, four, my top four, four for the last week. So everyone knows that I love the guys from Acceleratio. Uh, their products are amazing. SP Docket, uh, SQL Kit, uh, SysKit. And... In time for the holiday season, they've just launched, as in like version one of the product last week, what are called SP Docket Pulse. So it's a free server monitoring tool. So for those guys who actually monitor the health analyzer and all of those things, and also your performance monitors on your SharePoint environments, usually, I mean, we've all done it where we copy the percentage uh, CPU utilization, disk utilization, all of those things. Do a spreadsheet and then we roll that up weekly and monthly and we give it to the customer and say, sorry, your machines are shut. So yep. SP Docket Pulse, you download it, stick it on any machine. Um, there's some rights that you need if you're not sticking it on your SharePoint form and it collects all your performance counter data and it displays it so nicely. So uh, you've got a little dashboard and you can actually export to Excel, which is very cool. So you can take all those performance counter measurements and stick it into a spreadsheet automatically and give that to your client. And it's free. So awesome stuff from them. That's very cool. Is it a WSP or is it an app model? Or no. Is it a separate installation? It's an EXE, mate. It's, just, it's a separate, it's okay. like Docket. Um, it doesn't touch your form. So you could literally install it on your workstation and what it does is it auto discovers your forms or your servers on the domain that you're connected to and it'll pick up that you but you obviously have to have rights so if you if your containers your your ou's and your containers in active directories locked down and you don't have permissions you'll have to speak to your it guys to give you permissions to sniff the containers um, they will be updating releases because this one has got an auto-discover feature. So you can't manually tell SP Docket Pulse that 
this is my server name and it will automatically go there. So if you don't have permissions to sniff AD, you won't be able to find your uh, SharePoint environments. And then what it does is it, it reads the performance counters and it gives you a dashboard on top of the initial dashboard to give you a layout of what your farm looks like. So it's very cool and it's free, so it's even cooler. That's super cool. Thank you very much for that. Lekker. Uh, Acceleratio, I'll definitely be taking oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, there's going to be, I, I'd actually love to to ask them, I must actually see if I can ping Tony and ask him um, how many downloads have they had in the last uh, week of the product. Sweet. And then the other um, European company that I love to bits is the guys from Rencore that uh, do the SPCAF stuff. So not only did they release a couple of weeks ago a product called SP Transformator that will actually look at your current code and it will tell you what you need to do and how to convert it so that it runs in Office 365, they now are fully integrated into the Avpoint suite. Cool. So like when you're doing a migration for Avpoint, um, it'll do a test and then tell you these are the deployments. Yep issues you have and here's how you can fix oh. it and so think about it what's your biggest bugbear when it comes to migration it's all that custom code exactly now. so the fact that it integrates seamlessly into avpoint now i mean avpoint had released i think it was it was in the week there was a post about so now what you do is with your avpoint tool you go out and you buy spcaf and now in the same dashboard, it will tell you exactly what's wrong with your environment, like Fpoint does when you do the sniffer to tell you how much content you have and where it's going to break and things. That's super cool. Yeah, at the rate that companies are integrating applications, like with SPCAF and SPDocket, and did you know that if you buy SPDocket and you have SPCAF, SPCAF integrates into SPDocket so that when you run your best practice analyzer and your farm documentation, it now documents your apps as well. That is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. All right. Number th very, very handy. Yeah, number three on my list, uh, everyone knows that I love Velo. It's all these European companies that get me really excited. So Velo does uh, what they call love your intranet. So it's an intranet in a box product. Very cool. Very cheap. Um, easy to work with, and they finally released their mobile app to the Play Store. So now you have a full value experience on your Android device. I think it's been running. They've had it in the in the App Store. What's the is it, what's this, is it called the App Store? Yes, it's called the App Store for iOS. Eh? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so well, the Play Store. Oh no, the, it's the App Store for iOS. Yes. Yeah. So. They've, it's been there for, for some time, and I know they've been doing updates, and now it's available in the Play Store. So uh, for those Valo customers, and we know there's quite a few, you've got… So what what is that mobile app actually? Is it a Does it pull your content and everything so the Valo ex from the internet? So the Valo experience yeah. that you have um, on your desktop. Uh, it's like the desktop app. Yes. It, well, it's not a desktop app, but whatever you have on your desktop through a browser… You now have that yeah. same experience. So if it's like SharePoint Mobile, but specifically for Valor. So cool. it's very lacking. And then the fourth product that's also done some crazy stuff. Uh, the guys from Metalogix, they are giving away 25 gigs of free migration. That's super cool. So, so then, that's migration from on-prem to cloud? Yes. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's not only on-prem to cloud, it's on-prem to on-prem as well, so 2013 to okay. 2016. So they give... And any migration you want to do, they will give you 25 gigs of it free. Yes. So go, you can download, I'm sure you can download um, uh, Content Matrix, and you get 25 gigs. So yeah, go grab the product, see, and move 25 gigs of your data. It is a really good product. No, and it's the cheapest one around, uh, well, with, the, with the exception of ShareGate. But when you compare something like uh, Avpoint's migration tools to uh, Metalogix, Metalogix comes in cheaper just for the migration. Obviously, Avpoint has moved away from selling migration tools. I mean, they still do sell it, but they sell it for the right reasons. So Avpoint would be the first people to come have a conversation with you around, okay, so what is it that you want to do with the data? And they'll rather sell the migration tool on the back of Compliance Guardian and Governance Automation, which makes a lot of sense because you don't just want them to go garbage in, garbage out because that's what most companies do. They go, oh, no, we want to upgrade. Okay, we need to migrate. Okay, and they don't clean their data. Fpoint comes in and they say, well, listen, guys, let's talk about your data before we migrate your data, which is quite a cool approach. 
Doesn't work for tenders though, but um, yes. <laughs> but if you really want to do it properly, that really that tool set is yeah it, it, um, indispensable. Really, no, I love I love this stuff as as much as I love the metallurgic things. But you know, different courses for uh, different. Yeah, it, it is a it is a different sort of beast. Yeah. And then we've got a bunch of updates um, that happened to Office three six five. Yes, do you Last do you month. want to go through the list? Um, well, it's your list, but okay. I'll I'll All right. pitch them up for you. Um, first up, apparently there's better uploading of attachments to the cloud. You can now do it directly from Outlook. Yes, and it takes care of your permissions there. So there was always been the OneDrive thing. So what you can do now is you can sit in Outlook and you can actually say upload to the cloud. And you now your attachments now have you can now start sharing stuff from there. So you can have a look at who's sharing what, and it's now going to be in a drop down in the office uh, twenty sixteen, and it's twenty sixteen. Cool, and that's that's to your OneDrive. Not only to your OneDrive because OneDrive's always been there, but to your SharePoint site as well. And to SharePoint site. Yeah, so you can upload it directly cool. from. Let's say you get an attachment and you want to stick it in a library. You can do it straight from Outlook now. You don't have to leave Outlook. That's very cool. I wish you could do that onto an on-prem implementation as well. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe you can. With you know, there's always web locations. So in the backstage of of Word, there's you can add a web location or a location yeah. not, from, or a place. Word or you can add a place. Can, yeah. can you do that from Outlook too? I, I haven't tested it, so I'm going to have to have a look at it. Well, we'll we'll have to have a look at it. I do know um, on the 365 roadmap coming up pretty soon is. Um, Copy and move between OneDrive and SharePoint. Yes, uh, there was so some. If you're in your OneDrive, you can push it across and, and that sort of stuff. So they are making it easier to get all these documents in the right place um, eventually, which is very cool. And the next one, Rod, you want to bring that one up? Um, they've also released real time co authoring um, for PowerPoint. So this will work the same as Word, I'm assuming. Yes, that's correct. So with. Office Online Server, um, they had real-time co-authoring, and then they extended to desktop versions of Word. So now you can see people typing, and it's um, it's not it's 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 bi-directional communication. So you can literally see it. Also, what you with Office 2016, the collaborative components, and you can actually see people in the top right-hand corner um, around conversations and all of that, and it loops all of that in. Now they've extended that co-authoring capability in real time to uh, PowerPoint as well. So if there are... Th to the desktop app? To the desktop app, yes. Very well, cool. it's to the desktop and if you're both working on Office Online Server, you'll see it there as well. It's not just Word. Yeah. So it's very cool. I'm very stoked about that. Super awesome. All right, next one. Uh, next up, they've put mobile notifications inside the mobile apps for Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Yes. So if you are editing a document... You can now get notifications in your mobile app, so it will come down as as a in your notifications tray. So you'll see that someone's updated the Word document or a PowerPoint document or an Excel document. Um, straight whatever you were previously working yes, on. Yes, straight from from Word, Excel, or PowerPoint mobile. That's super cool. And sticking on the theme, there they've also added a shared with me tab for Word, Excel, and PowerPoint just like the one they have in OneDrive. Yeah, so you can actually see what documents are shared with you inside of Word, inside of PowerPoint, and inside of Excel. Makes it a lot quicker to pick up that information. Yeah, so if you want to check who's doing what, why, and how. And then last but not least. Uh, last up, Office 365 is now available in 10 additional countries, including Mozambique and apparently the Vatican. I don't think the Pope is using SharePoint. No, but they'd like to get them off um, iTunes, though. Because he does have an yeah. iPod. He had an iPod, or he probably still does. Um, it was quite of a... For the for the Catholics out there, I don't think they found that amusing. But yes, it's interesting though. So is, is it, am I correct in saying then, if you try to spin up a tenant inside the Vatican, they deny you? Uh, I have no idea how their, how their bit works. Because... It's available. They might just, yeah, but you don't have specific payment. You you don't have payment options from from your country in your currency, sort of thing. 
I don't know what the Vatican uses for currency, but it, it's all that sort of it's all that sort of structure. So I'm sure you could spin up a tenant, but you'd have to do it through some American subsidiary uh, in dollars or whatever the case is. Okay, oh, but but um, they pay in holy water and the divine trinity. <laughs> and, and, I, I, I don't think Mac, I don't think Microsoft accepts that as legal tender. Yeah, and I, I probably just I certainly you know, would. I probably just offended um, all the Catholics that listen to us. If there are Catholics that listen to us, I'm Catholic by the way, lapsed, but I'm still Catholic. Yes. So the views of the presenters do not necessarily reflect the views of this podcast. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so. Yeah, do you think it's a currency thing, or did they just not make it available for whatever the reason? Uh, I, there, there's some legal shenanigans in the background. I really don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer or a business guy. So I, I'm just. A do you think your company's going to start sending you to Maputo now that Office Six Five is available in Mozambique? It would be. It must be quite a a big market there now. I've been to. There's a lot of opportunity. I'm I've sure. been to Maputo a few times, once actually, or a few times. <laughs> Um, I've spoken to customers out there, uh, a couple of the banks, on SharePoint. So it makes it makes logical sense that they actually open it up for uh, Mozambique. Yeah, I'm sure they they're going to get pretty close. They must be pretty close already to hitting every country, every like actual market that they could sell into. Um, if you look at it, the new markets is Bhutan, Cambodia, Gre- uh, Greenland. It's not Iceland. Guadalupe, um, Laos, the Maldives, uh, Martinique, obviously Mozambique, and then Myanmar and the Vatican City. Those are the ones now. But I think it's also got to do with languages there, possibly. Because Microsoft releases their updates so fast, some of the stuff is left in funny languages. <laughs> I've seen that. So it will say team site, and then you look at the description, and then it's uh, it's like in Puerto Rican or something. Well, glad they're, glad they're going out. So if you are listening from the Vatican, you can now spin up an 0365 tenant. And if you are, please do tell us because that would be hilarious. Well, if you are listening from the Vatican, um, no, I'm not going to church. Just because he lives in the Vatican doesn't mean he's religious. Uh, or a he for that matter. Uh, true, yes. We need to be um, biologically and uh, politically and religiously correct on the show. Sure. Okay, that wraps up our news. Unless you have anything else you'd like. No, that's it from my side. Cool. Um, then our next segment is the PowerShell Commandlet. Today's PowerShell commandlet is another search commandlet. Hold on, is your is your so, your your selection uh, process rigged, man? How did you? I thought no, you like have this it's bunch. Random. Oh, is it random? Okay. It, it it is random. I pick a random commandlet, um, and we haven't done this one before. It's set SP Enterprise Search Metadata Category. So when you're dealing with search, there's a bunch of different things that go on we have uh, crawled properties and managed properties and we can have crawled categories as well so this commandlet will make a new category so examples of categories can be documents pictures uh, people can be a category um, and you can create your own so if you've got architectural drawings that are going into SharePoint and need to behave in a certain way you can use this category you can mark it as a category and then you can you can perform actions based on the category as well as the the managed property. So if you're treating all things of a certain type the same way, you can add them into the same category. And so you'd use this PowerShell commandlet to create the category. Can you do it manually? Um, you can do it through the GUI. Okay. And yes, you can do it manually. This PowerShell commandlet is is part of the process of, of doing that manually. Okay. Are there are there um, parameters? There there are a bunch. It's it's quite complicated. I'm not going to get into the whole thing now. You have to pick what your which search application you're attaching it to, and then there's a bunch of toggles that you can set existing managed properties into, and a, a whole bunch of stuff. But we, we at some point we're going to have to do a serious discussion on on search because we can't get into a 20 minute discussion on how all these sort of things work together. Well, we 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 asked Mr. Thirsty to step up his game and come on the show, so let's hope he does in the new year and talk to us about all the weird and wonderful things he's doing with search. All right, is that it? That's, uh, yeah, that's it from my side. Yeah, I don't have anything more to say. I think Frank has said it all. As a good industry insider should. All right. So thank you everybody for listening to us this week. If you want to find us online, you can hit our website at twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter, at twoguyssharepoint. I'm on Twitter as well, at oddmodlin. And I'm Alistair Pugin at Alistair Pugin. Or just uh, search for two guys in SharePoint and you can get hold of me that way.
Thanks for recording. Uh, listen, by the way, we actually got our first comment on SoundCloud by Sandy Yusia. Oh, thank you, Sandy. Yeah, she told us that there used to be a Yammer desktop app before Microsoft bought Yammer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very so cool. That, that's, maybe that was the app you were thinking Chances about. are, yes, I did. When, when, the, when we, we heard of Yammer the first time, everyone went, Yammer? What is that? And we downloaded the app. So chances are it was around that time. All right. Great show. I'm Modern, and I'll chat to you next week. See you all next week. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Insider, yes. the one, the only, the real Francois Pinard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, good. And and don't interrupt me while I'm building up to <laughs> where you. Are. But this but is supposed to be a part of the interruption. Have you seen that show, Pardon the Interruption? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's like um, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, it's like um, it's like when I interrupt you because I can. Okay. Kind of thing. Right. Anyway, do the build up again. Let yes. I'll be quiet this time.